Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and I'm so excited that you are taking time from your busy OT life to join us today. I am here in wonderful Aurora, Nebraska. I went running this morning and I was so excited to tell you guys about how beautiful our spring weather is. Everything is blooming. When I was running, the birds were singing, the temperature was perfect. And now a couple hours later, I'm literally in my basement huddled in a blanket because the weather has turned on us. Um, And it's cold here today, but I'm really excited to launch into our first pediatric content for the OT Potential podcast. We've kind of had a pediatric themed week in the OT Potential Club. Last week we had an example outpatient pediatric note come out and this is our first article that deals with the pediatric population. My own background is in adult rehab so I'm really thankful that we have the forum in the club so you guys can weigh in and share your expertise in pediatrics. Uh, with me, feel free to uh, challenge me or correct me on anything. I know that lots of people listening to this have more expertise in pediatrics than I do. I'm obviously not an expert on every single topic that we cover, but I simply do my best to look at these journal articles, uh, summarize them in a way that is specifically helpful to OT practitioners, and pull anything that I think is really actionable for practitioners in the field. So our first pediatric journal article comes to us from the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders. This journal has an impact factor of 3.4, meaning that in a given year, an average article in that journal will be cited three or four times. This journal has a really similar impact factor to AJOT, the American Journal of Occupational Therapy, which also has an impact factor between three and four. For those of you in the OT Potential Club, this will be our article of the week for April 29th through May 5th. And as always, the comment with the most likes on Sunday the 5th will win $100. The title of our article is this, An Intervention for Sensory Difficulties in Children with Autism, a Randomized Trial. Like I said, this article comes to us from the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders. It was published in 2014, and it ranks 8th on our list of the 50 most influential OT articles. So as I'm sure many of you know, children with autism often have difficulty processing sensory information, and this difficulty can create social isolation and restrict their participation in daily living activities. So what this article wanted to know was whether an outpatient occupational therapy slash sensory integration intervention could help increase the participation in daily activities for these kids with autism. And the study showed that those in the intervention group scored significantly higher on parent-reported goal attainment. The study also found that children in the treatment group needed significantly less caregiver assistance during self-care and social activities. So these findings are obviously great news for, um, most importantly, children with autism and for occupational therapy practitioners. But there are several things that I want to dive a little deeper into related to this article and hopefully get some of your feedback. So let's start with the participants of this study. 
32 children participated in the study and they were divided into a control group and a treatment group. All of these kids were between the ages of four and eight. They all had a diagnosis of autism from a licensed psychologist. They all had a nonverbal IQ score of greater than 65. And they all demonstrated difficulty processing and integrating sensory information per the sensory profile or the sensory integration praxis test. The treatment group all agreed to attend three weekly one-hour treatment sessions for the 10-week study, so about 30 sessions, and they refrained from beginning any new treatments during the study. The usual care group continued on with non-study related services that included SLP services, ABA services, school OT, and their medications. So what was the role of OT in this study? Three occupational therapists all delivered the interventions for these kids. These three OTs all had extensive experience working with children with autism, and they were certified in sensory integration. And we'll talk a little bit more about that certification when we get to the limitations of the study. These therapists also received a three-day training prior to treatment and had weekly consultations to discuss challenges and questions with an expert occupational therapist. And I'm going to read specifically what the article said about the intervention because I want to be sure to get this right. It says, assessment data were used to develop hypothesis about sensory motor behaviors and individually tailored sensory motor activities were developed to address these factors. So basically the therapist hypothesized that part of the difficulty in participating in daily activities was the difficulty with sensory processing and that if they treated that sensory processing that that would then translate to improved uh, participation in daily activities. The therapy was outpatient and did take place in what sounds to me like a sensory gym. Here's specifically what the article says. Of note, the intervention is contextualized in play with active involvement of the child and conducted in a large gym equipped with mats, a variety of suspended swings, large balls, a climbing wall, carpeted barrels, large inner tubes, and foam blocks for active guarded sensory play. One of the mysteries to me in this study is these therapists were following a protocol from a treatment manual, and unfortunately, I could just not find this manual online. In the previous studies that we've done, I've been able to find the supplementary materials and kind of look at the exact uh, treatments that were being studied, but unfortunately, I just could not find that. So that's one of my first questions for people. If anyone's familiar with this study, I would love to know some more details about what that treatment manual looked like. Another limitation kind of mystery that I want to highlight is that all of these therapists, like I said, they did have sensory integration certification, and this was the SIPT, or I assume that this was the SIPT certification that used to be given at USC, the numbers match up where it says that these therapists had 120 hours of courses uh, specifically about sensory integration and OT, and then were supervised for 40 hours uh, by an expert OT. So this was a very involved certification, one of the most involved certifications that was available to OTs. Um, but right after this study was published in 2015, this certification was actually phased out by USC, so it's no longer available. 
which to me makes this one of the biggest limitations of this study is that there aren't new practitioners with the level of training that these practitioners had in the study. I guess the mystery to me too is why this course was phased out right after this article was published that seems to be uh, really favorable to the kind of treatments that they were providing. So one of my big takeaways comes from the discussion portion of this article, and it is the need for more objective outcome tracking um, for this population, but also for lots of the populations that we talk about on the podcast. Like I said before, the primary outcome measure used in this study was a parent-reported outcome measure. But the article talks about the need for actual brainwave tracking to be happening during these sessions so that we can fully understand the impact that our treatments are having. And what makes me excited is that this tracking becomes more and more possible with each year that passes and is definitely more possible today in 2019 than it was in 2014 when this study was published. My second big takeaway was that there was a really nice description in the discussion section of the proposed kind of mechanism for how the sensory integration would work for these children. And it talks about how one explanation of the intervention is that it's actually affecting the neuroplasticity of these kids. There have been other studies that shown that sensory motor experiences actually promote more neuroplasticity and enhances the capacity of the brain uh, to adapt to environmental challenges. So if you're interested in kind of what the thought behind sensory integration is and how uh, the authors thought it was working, I think the discussion section is a really great read for therapists in this field or someone like me who knows children that are receiving treatment like this and just wants to have a better understanding. Okay, that is all that I have for you on this article today. I'm really excited to uh, discuss this article with you and um, see some feedback from pediatric occupational therapists specifically. In the OT Potential Club, we'll also be talking a little bit more about the assessments that were used in this study. Like I said, the primary outcome measure was a parent-reported outcome measure, but there was also a handful of secondary outcome measures that I'm excited to link to and share more information about. If you are interested in joining us in the OT Potential Club, you can sign up at otpotential.com. Or like I said, if you have any thoughts or feedback about this podcast, you can always message me via the site. I have a little chat box down in the right corner that you can use to send me a message. If signing up for the club isn't your thing, that's totally fine. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. I hope that you consider subscribing and thank you to those of you that have left a review on iTunes. I really appreciate the feedback and the encouragement there. Um, and the other benefit of leaving a review is that it actually helps other occupational therapists find this podcast. So thank you to those of you who made the effort to leave a review. And thank you all so much for joining me today. I hope you give great care this week. 